Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings, and thank you for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. Please follow me on IG, Pamela H. Inspires Jewels, Patreon.com, All Road 65, and subscribe on the website by visiting allroad65max.org. And here on my channel, BBS Radio, All Roads, where you can subscribe for $2.99 to join me on this journey monthly. Today, my special guest, Mr. Gary Ravel. Gary Ravel and Alicia Petrucci join an assemble of warriors who have to save planet Earth from the evil Pindar and his clones. The epic sci-fi thriller begins on Mars and follows the good guys as they deal with matters from the ancient history to far into the future. Juggler Pictures has executed an option agreement with story rights owner Gary Ravel and screenwriters Frank Burmaster and Gary Ravel, and it is in development with Jeff Alm and Patrick Wood directing the development. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview chance, Mr. Gary Ravel, and welcome to the show. Thank you, Pamela. So, <laughs> so how are you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. So tell me, who is Mr. Ravel and where you grew up at? Um. Well, I'm I'm came from a very humble beginning. I was born in a little, little town down on the Florida Alabama line called mm-hmm. Florella, and that is F L O R for Florida and A L A for Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an interesting little town. Really? Yep. Okay. Right on the Florida Alabama line. Just, just you know, maybe a hour or so drive to the Gulf of Mexico, to the beaches on the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. I, I have heard some beautiful things about Alabama. I, I can't wait to come and visit. So that would be nice. Yeah. So tell a, us. It's got its good points. Huh? It's got its good points. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So tell us why you created the company, Juggler. Well, it's it's jongleur. Is that jongleur? Okay, yeah, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a French word. Yeah, it's a French word meaning itinerant minstrel, and I came up with it uh, many years ago for, for my first uh, music publishing company using the name. I thought it fit because a lot of times I w- I've been in the music business and I play guitar and write songs and sing, and so a lot of times I thought, mate, you know, maybe I'm a jongleur, an itinerant. <laughs> <laughs> Jack of so that's, all trades, that's how it right? started. Yeah, that's how it started. Wow, that's beautiful. So tell me, what will be the biggest challenge for a person filling this position, having several entities under one umbrella? 
And do you have any regrets? Uh, well, I don't have any regrets with my music and my the work that I've done <clears throat> investigating the assassinations of MLK and, and John F. Kennedy and then more. But, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, <clears throat> you, you do. I mean, I think anyone can look back and, and wonder if they had made a different decision at a different time, what might have come of it, you know? Right. Right. Tell us about Jungler Picture, Music and Television. Well, we've um, we've been working for really many years developing this group that we've got now. Um, the whole idea is well, it's it's kind of a conglomerate music music publishing and a music label, and then book publishing, and then we're we're not in production yet, but it'll be movie production as well. We're we're really on the in the development stage of motion, but we've got over twenty. Uh, movies in development right now. Uh, one of the uh, one of those, of course, that I'm mostly uh, you know interested in is the the story of my investigation of the assassination of Martin Luther King, and that is uh, in development in development now with uh, Jeff Olm O L M, executive producing. Beautiful, beautiful. I must say, I am inspired. I was on your website, and I was reading a lot of information that you had readily available. When I had read your message on the website, Jesus' love is strong enough to break through any fortress of hate and evil (laughs) on earth. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about Gary Rebell Ministries. Yeah, I I can tell you about that easily. Actually, that's the only reason I'm still alive, because uh, when I was in the Navy to start with, when I was in the Navy, I did some covert work, which is uh, what that means. Covert, a lot of people don't understand what that really is, but what covert means is that the United States government will have work done, but they'll do it in a way that the United States government say, no, we had nothing to do with it. So when we do things uh, in the military or in intelligence services, we do things, we have a mission, and it's, it's to be done covertly, then the, the, the mission you have is to do it but not leave any evidence, not even a scrap of paper, a note, or anything, uh, and succeed, and then be able to say, oh, no, we didn't have nothing to do with that. So that was, that was the beginning and then later, I, when I, then I got to Nashville, and I was uh, kind of picked to help uh, investigate the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. And I did that, and I found out that that uh, James Earl Ray did not shoot and kill Martin Luther King, which you, a lot of history books won't agree with me, but that's the truth. And then that led me once I found that out and found it, found out he was responsible for that, then I, it, that led me to John Kennedy's assassination. I found out it was the same bunch, and then to RFK, and it was the same, it was the same method, the same motive, and the same way they did it. In each case, they set up some guy to take the fall. Wow. That is true. I read about that a little bit. That was, that was 
very, very interesting. And what about the Gary Ravel Ministries? I've seen some pictures on the website. Are you ministering internationally? Well, yeah, but that's yeah, that's that was the point I was finally getting to. A lot of that work that I did was very dangerous. Uh, I, you know, my life was uh, at risk, and uh, people tried to kill me a number of times. They did kill my brother. They killed um, uh, William Sullivan. William Sullivan was due to testify at the House Assassinations Committee, and a week before he was to testify, he was shot and killed while taking a morning walk. And the fellow that shot and killed him said he thought he was a deer. But uh, wow. the point is, the point is, if it had not been for God and my Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, being with me, I would not be alive today. Wow! And yeah, and we do work. We, and we do work. We have work. Uh, you know, we help. We support a orphanage in Kenya, and uh, we do work as much as we can anywhere we can in the world to uh, to bring glory to our Lord and and to promote God's love. It's the love of yes. God that's most important. It's not it's not the judgment, it's not the condemnation. It's, as a matter of fact, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but Jesus came to save the world and and the judgment and condemnation of people using Jesus' name as their excuse is just totally wrong. I do agree. I do agree. Well, as you know, I am Girl Empowerment, and my focus is my mission statement that I stand behind, and that is to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring jewels to become leaders by establishing partnerships with corporations, school districts, nonprofits, professionals, judicial system churches, donors, sponsors, volunteers in the community and abroad. I, I really feel that it is really important that as God's servants, we make sure that we are doing our best to help, especially with me, with girls, for them to mm-hmm. understand that we should be able to be anything that we want to be. If we Absolutely. have the right resources and we should be able to execute our talents and passions in a positive way. Oh, and yeah. I am a advocate for that. Yeah. And, and you know, it, what um, I often am asked, do I have any advice for people? And uh, I, I, for the last many years, I, I've been saying the same thing. And I, and I just say this, I say, look, you know, whether you're female, male, whatever, you get up in the morning and you decide in your heart that you're going to do the right thing. You say, okay, you know, regardless of the pressure from others, regardless of what others do, I can control the way I react to what others do, and I'm going to do the right thing. And, and if you'll do that, that is the key to success in this life. Just every day, I'm, you know, regardless of what happens, you say, okay, I'm going to do the right thing. And that's what true happiness is. Yeah, that is true. Have you written any books? Yeah, I've, I've written a number of books. I, uh, this uh, To Live or Maybe Not is the title of the, my memoir. And that was uh, that's a very 
uh, just plain and simple hand. You know, I started off just writing it by hand many years ago. Uh, just notes to myself and remembering stuff. Just it's it was a therapeutic exercise, and eventually it turned into a book. Uh, but it it has you know everything from when I was born, my younger days, high school, then time in the Navy, in the music business in Los Angeles, Hollywood, New York, Memphis, Nashville, and then oh, and then about three chapters about my investigation of the assassination of Martin Luther King. It kind, of, it kind of wraps up where we are now, where I'm working on getting the movie made. Wow. And then I have a book of poetry called Milestones. I have a book of art, a, a graphic concept art that I did, which may be, there may be some pictures and some words in that that's probably adult only. So I don't recommend that for everybody, but that's called Grimp. G-R-E-M-P-K is the name of it. And um, What is that I've book got, about? Is that more like a... It, it's art. Dark, huh? Well, some of it is. Some of it's got a little bit of a, a, a dark feel to it. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a wide scope. It's got some beautiful, you know, inspiring things. It's got even some... Very Christian type messages, but it's concept art. It's a picture with words on it that I drew. It's pictures that I created myself, and then uh, then, then words to go with the picture. Uh, so, and then I've got a book that I wrote called "Don't Stop Dancing: Stranger Than Fiction," which is about my investigation of the life, the music, and the career of Michael Jackson. Wow. Okay. Tell me just a little briefly about that book. Well, uh, I was living in Los Angeles. I, I lived in Hollywood, Los Angeles for over 30 years. So I got very familiar with the with the movie industry and everything. And my uh, daughter, Rebecca, mm-hmm. was about 12, 10 or 12. And she had been background, doing some background singing for Michael Jackson. And uh, I took her to the studio. I was there one day and sitting in the lobby with some of the other mothers. Now, most of these people, I was probably the only white white man in the in the group, and she was she was the only white girl in the singer group. And I think there was only one other producer of about thirty people or more that were there that was white. So uh, I stuck out like a sore thumb. But but I was I was there, and I, I heard a couple of women talking about Michael. And one of them said something about his his first hit record and something about that Motown had nothing to do with it and they didn't even want anybody to know about it. And when I heard that, I, just, I got up, kind of shook my head to myself and, and said, I'm just going outside. I can't sit and listen to this nonsense. Because I knew the story. Michael was discovered by Motown. You know, right. Diana Ross. Yes, that was you know that's that's what I knew to be true, and I you know and I worked with I, at the time I was working with uh, um, Willie Hutch. He was called the Mac. He he wrote "I'll Be There." He wrote the words "I'll Be There" for for Michael Jackson, and then we got uh, Mariah Carey to record it 
there in that time period that I was there. It became another number one record. But so I felt like I knew. That's the point I'm making. <laughs> right, right. Speaking of an optimistic future, go ahead. But, but as I was walking away from that conversation, I was just going to go outside for a while and clear my head, you know. But uh, something hit me. Well, what if it's true? And then it, that stopped me. And I went back and sat down. And to be honest, I was kind of like a fly on the wall. I was kind of eavesdropping because I wanted to hear more. And, of course, you know, we finished up there and left. And a few days later, I get a call from a fellow named Ben Brown, and he wanted to meet with me about a deal. And, well, you know, ultimately, I met with him and his wife at at Musso Frank's Grill there on Hollywood Boulevard. And he, uh, I spent about two hours with him and his wife as they told me the whole story, of the true story of how Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five became the stars and the great and the great entertainers, worldwide international stars that they had become. And uh, I'm the kind of person, if if I see that there's some truth, and then I see that there's powers that be that try to keep it from being known and keep the public from knowing about it, that intrigues me. Right. And so when he and, when he and his partner um, asked me to, the other other producer on it, asked me to in, investigate and get the true story out, I, I, I said, okay, I'll look into this. And that's how it started. Okay. And now there's, now there's a book about it. It tells the whole story. Beautiful. Speaking of an optimistic future, I had read at at least 120 people have died and hundreds more in Western Europe are also unaccounted for after some of the worst flooding in decades. Record rainfall caused rivers to burst, their banks devastating the region. Mm -hmm. Also in Germany, where the death toll now stands at over 100 Chancellor Angela Merkel called for a determined battle against climate change. And you know we've been fighting against that and dealing with that for over some time. And at least 20 people have died in Belgium. The Netherlands, Luxembourg, and Switzerland are also affected. Many Mm -hmm. factors contributed to flooding, but a warming atmosphere caused by climate change makes extreme rainfall more likely. I know, and I want to say my prayers go out to all the countries and their families who have been affected by this tragedy. Amen. Yes. So tell us, Mr. Ravel, what else do you want people to know about your company? Well, well, you're you're hitting all my buttons, I tell you. (laughs) Uh, that that I I founded a five hundred one three C nonprofit corporation just uh, last year. The title of it is Mother Nature Festival Live Incorporated, and the mission is to stop global warming. Uh, I uh, I am I am absolutely sure that uh, we have to do this because if we don't. This earth that we call home, uh, it may not be much longer. We, when we reach a tipping point, all the scientists say there will be no hope left. 
uh, it will become a planet that will be hostile to the habitability of human beings. We just we just won't be able to exist on this planet anymore. That is true. That is true. So good for you. I'm glad to hear that. We need more people to really, um, really focus on climate change. It's it's very important. Well, you know so the climate cha- the climate change actually is a result of the global warming. And of course, now yes. now even the scientists are, are are using climate crisis instead of climate change because it's gotten so bad. It's now a, a crisis, as yeah. we're seeing in the news. Absolutely, Mr. Ravel. How can someone contact you or the company regarding any services that you may have to offer? Well, if they go to my web, my my primary kind of gateway website is, is just GaryRevel.com, G-A-R-Y-R-E-V-E-L.com. Uh, there's links there to uh, the, the, the picture business, the music business, the book publishing business, and a link to my ministry. Uh, and if, if they... Uh, if they go on Facebook, they can find the Mother Nature Festival Live Facebook page. Um, but uh, if they if they want to contact me, just just email me. Just email me at Gary at Gary dot com. G a r y at G a r y r e v e l dot c o m. Okay, and is there Anything else you would like to tell the world here about who Gary Ravel is and all the fascinating things that you have going on? And I must say, I am totally inspired. I, like I said, I was reading on your website, and it was a lot of information. And I seen that you did some work in Kenya, so that you know that was very heartfelt as well. Yeah, how was Kenya? Oh, it's a it's a beautiful, wonderful country, and it's um, you know, it's got those you know those huge national parks, all those beautiful animals, elephants and giraffes and lions. I mean, it's it's amazing. I tell you, it's it's beautiful, and it's of course you know, like most of Africa, they still have some problems, uh, but um, we can you know Americans. Americans don't think they can really do much to help. You know, we feel hopeless sometimes with those big, huge problems like that. But uh, you'd be you'd be surprised. Just um, you know, the the tweets and the messages we leave people, encourage them and encouraging them and and uh, supporting goodness. You know, and love for other people. It's it's all good. You know, do, you know, just do what you can, and God will use it. Isn't that the truth? That is the truth. Well, Mr. Ravel, it was a pleasure having you on my show, and I thank you for your support. And as always, I have reached my destination, and I leave you all (laughs) with the quote of the day. 
One little truth is more powerful than all the lies in the world. The Mm -hmm. kindness you give goes a long way and always come back to you. Amen. Gary Lavelle. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Gary Ravelle. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and and that's okay. You know, people pronounce my name different ways, and I I just, I just, you know, like it. Most of the English world will say Revel, R-E-V-E-L, and most of the French Canadian and and the French and many of the others will say Ravelle. So either either way is fine with me. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's it's still the same person. That's right. Okay, well, you have a beautiful day. And until next time, do have a wonderful day. From a true sapphire, Pamela L. Henderson. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. BBS Radio. Greetings and welcome back to BBS Radio All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. Today, my special guest, A.R. Ronnie Umang. Mr. Umang is the first and only practicing regenerative architect in the Philippines and probably the whole Asia, a licensed environmental planner and property developer, and native tree enthusiast. He was conferred a Sean architect with specialization on regenerative architecture systems thinking and gained recognition for its timely significance. His creative thinking uncovers new world of possibilities for architects and ecopreneurs alike, currently developing his own regenerative communities that best amplify his methodical systems thinking, converging with competitive, sustainable business model will surely benefit the Earth's life form. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview chance, Mr. Ronnie Umang, and welcome to the show. My mission... Thank you very much, uh... Uh, Pamela. (laughs) So welcome. My focus and mission statement is to help create a quality of life through social growth, inspiring Jews to become leaders by establishing partnerships with professionals, corporations, school district, churches, and the community and abroad. So Mr. Umang, tell me a little bit about you and where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up uh, uh, in Manila uh, for almost half of uh, my life. Um, I was raised there in the city. Uh, but uh, when I uh, reached the age of uh, uh, about 40 years old, uh, mid-40s, I realized that I'm starting not to uh, uh, like uh, the city life because of the pollution and the uh, congestion. So um, we transferred to a suburban area, which is here, uh, down south of Manila. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what makes you a great architect? 
I don't consider um, saying that I am great architect, but uh, I really wanted to uh, contribute on my own way. Um, I uh, tried not to um, dwell on the traditional way of doing architecture because I feel that uh, the kind of architecture that we've been doing in the past, uh, especially during the pandemic, we had a lockdown here in the Philippines uh, in the 2020 uh, Pamela. And so I realized that doing such beautiful architecture, such iconic and landmark kind of architecture, um, how, can it, how can it contribute uh, to the healing of humanity? And then I realized these iconic buildings has nothing to um, uh, contribute for the health and well-being of uh, humanity. It cannot save us from uh, the nearly extinction uh, that we are experiencing at the time. And so I told myself, um, how can my architecture contribute uh, to the healing uh, of, El, of our wounded land? Um, and so from there, this strengthens my idea of um, pursuing regenerative architecture. And so I uh, released my ebook at the time and um, uh, deepening my study about indigenous wisdom and frugal innovations. So with that, uh, I can safely say that uh, my kind of architecture is uh, uh, contributory to uh, the healing of our ecosystem, our environment. Uh, with that, um, our life, uh, humanity, will continue to uh, live a healthier and um, uh, in a much more longer uh, manner, Angel, uh, uh, Pamela, I'm sorry. Okay. What will be the biggest challenge for a person filling this position that you have? Education, um, acceptance that uh, we are on the verge of Anthropocene. Uh, we are uh, uh, on the age of that uh, we are about to uh, uh, get wiped out uh, because of our own doing. Um, our education uh, taught us that uh, what we are doing will improve humanity. But the thing is, we are not actually improving the life forms on Earth. We are actually destroying it. Uh, in fact, uh, what we've been doing is uh, uh, just to get, just to uh, 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 pass by whatever we want, we tend to overconsume our materials. These are extracted materials, for example. Um, the, the manner we create our city, the manner we build our structures, uh, here in the Philippines, we are tend to do it through using concrete and sand uh, aggregates. These materials are non-renewable on the next 200 million years. If we continue to do that on the next uh, century, these will uh, we will run out of these kinds of materials. No? And so, um, and so is uh, other life forms. They won't have any habitat anymore. These will uh, really affect uh, the manner of uh, the cycle of our. Uh, uh, the earth cycle, uh, the health and uh, 
the ecosystem that we are uh, into, um, that will affect uh, the life of uh, uh, the ecosystem, and so are the humanity, uh, Pamela. Wow. Yeah, that is so true. I think a lot of people are bringing awareness to our ecosystem and also also uh, pertaining to how we are um, just, I wouldn't say taking advantage, but we're really not paying attention to certain things pertaining to um, the human, <sighs> with the air we breathe and what we're doing and how we're living and things of that right. nature, you know, and that is totally that's important. Great. That's, great. that's correct. That's correct. So tell us why you started developing your own regenerative methodical system thinking business model. Good question, uh, Pamela. Um, <laughs> when I attended several uh, seminars and workshops, and trainings about green and uh, sustainability model, <clears throat> I found out because um, I am a landscape contractor as well, uh, Pamela. Uh, and so I know how to deal with trees uh, and uh, uh, native trees and uh, endemic uh, species. <clears throat> and so when I ask one of the uh, trainer, um, why so complex computations for these uh, green model and uh, green and sustainability model in order for us to become very efficient on usage of our resources. Like if you want to save a liter of, uh, of water and uh, a few wattage of energy, no? you have to pass through or go through a very complex uh, 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 computations. They have app for this uh, actually, but, uh, the thing is, they did not include um, they did not include the um, effects or the character that uh, the trees are bringing in. So the embodied energy that was uh, included in the computation, this doesn't include the effect of uh, the vegetation um, uh, outside of any structure. So that's when uh, this clicked the idea to me. Uh, and aside from that, because of uh, the continuous the continuous um, uh, calamities uh, the Philippines are experiencing, we had a very bad experience during the uh, the Yolanda uh, uh, super typhoon. Uh, we had uh, experienced this category category five um, uh, super typhoon, and we had it it, it affected about six thousand deaths and. Uh, 2000 uh, casualty uh, Pamela. And so I thought, uh, I told myself, these are cyclic problems. Why can't we do something about it? Why can't we have bold solutions about it? And when I compared uh, to another, uh, to another uh, super typhoon happened on the uh, uh, far north uh, island of the Philippines, which is uh, called Batanes, this also happened in 2016. The same uh, typhoon category, uh, category five, but they registered zero deaths, zero casualty, uh, Pamela. And I attribute these uh, <clears throat> these uh, uh, success of their preparations due to their indigenous wisdom. 
So these are, uh, because of their indigenous wisdom, they were able to save a lot of uh, people. Um, wow. It doesn't have to be pure technology. We need, we need to, uh, hello? Yeah, we need to go back to our um, ancient uh, wisdom and uh, techniques. Uh, it's a lot more cheaper. It's a lot more proven uh, because this was passed on to several hundreds of generations, uh, Pamela. Wow. That is very, very inspiring. Very inspiring. How would you, right. how would an architect gather information to understand a client's needs or goals? Okay, good question. Um, I need to go back, repattern myself, and uh, 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 I need to reconnect myself to nature. And the only thing that I'll be able to do that, because uh, a city man, a city person, uh, doesn't have that uh, intimate connections anymore on Earth, uh, Pamela. No? So I need to repattern myself again uh, by uh, connecting uh, to the nature. I have to change the way I perceive nature because the way we perceive nature is that it has to be always organized. It has to be always uh, uh, beautiful according to our eyes. But right. that's not how nature works. That's not how nature works. No. Uh, what's beautiful to them, what's uh, chaotic to uh, man, is order to nature. What is order to nature is chaotic to man. And we keep on saying, I'm going to design a uh, property or a structure that will uh, relate to nature. No? That's not actually what is happening right now, uh, Pamela. And so we need to uh, feel that uh, presence of uh, uh, these life forms, like, for example, the ants and the termites. In fact, uh, Pamela, the termites, the termites are my friends. Huh? Um, <laughs> other other uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you know that uh, the termite soil, the termite soil contributes a lot on uh, the manner I create my mud pond. Our mud really? pond, I don't need to put, yeah, I don't need to put reinforcements, very little cement just for the bonding. I put termite soil. I put um, uh, a mixture of charcoal because charcoal has antibacterial properties. Uh, and because of this uh, experiment, uh, I was able to create a pool for uh, for the poor, no? Um, because I just copied nature. This is how uh, the streams, the river works too. No? So I just have to um, copy it, um, and then uh, you'll be able to have your own uh, pool anymore. No? So what? just listening to the wisdom of uh, the uh, the indigenous, no? you'll be able to uh, continue uh, how they uh, do things, uh, Pamela. Wow, that is beautiful. Well, with that being said, we are right. going to take a break and we'll be right back. BBS Radio. Welcome. 
Welcome back to BBS Radio All Row 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, and my special guest, A.R. Ronnie Umang. Speaking of an optimistic future, when California lifted its restrictions just a month ago, Los Angeles County and the rest of California celebrated a long-awaited reopening, marking the tremendous progress made in the battle against COVID-19 by lifting virtually all restrictions on businesses and other public spaces. Now, the coronavirus is resurgent. And the nation's most populous county is scrambling to beat back the pandemic's latest charge. Los Angeles County will require residents to wear masks indoors, regardless of vaccination status, after an alarming rise of COVID-19 cases. Data showed the vast majority of new infections are among unvaccinated people. Please remember... To be safe, regardless of the lifted restrictions, we still must be cautious. In your opinion, Mr. Yumeng, where do you see the world overcoming COVID-19? And will we be wearing masks in the future? Yeah, we need to um, uh, go back in respecting uh, 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 the environment. Uh, the reason why we are experiencing uh, these kinds of diseases, I believe, uh, in particular, is that um, we destroyed or we uh, uh, we actually uh, disrespect uh, our environment, and so um, they are getting back into us. Uh, and um, we, these are looming problems in the future, uh, and so we need to uh, really give attention on um, going back to. Uh, the benefits of uh, the natural processes, uh, the benefits of uh, uh, listening what nature is telling us, uh, Pamela, uh, because uh, if we will not uh, do that, uh, we will be able to experience the, the most uh, harshest uh, um, uh, 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 way of uh, getting back to us by these uh, uh, instances. Um, there are a lot of uh, Examples in the past, like uh, uh, you know about uh, the zoonotic diseases, like um, uh, different viruses, not different uh, 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 kinds of uh, viruses, uh, which comes from um, animals as well. And so, we need to stop uh, harming them. We need to uh, finally uh, give them this uh, necessary respect. Because other life forms are also entitled to uh, the same rights as humans, not because they uh, they are small, not because they are ugly, not because they are uh, not intelligent like humans. Uh, we can uh, disrespect them. That's the reason why our first, uh, my first interview with uh, the BBS is uh, entitled "Eco, Not Ego." Uh, that's the reason why <laughs> right? we are in this trouble. Uh, uh, right. Right. And tell me about Make a Forest Villa. Yeah. Um, to be able to uh, uh, understand, and uh, uh, because we want to walk the talk, 
um, we find a property south of Manila, about an hour and a half drive uh, from the airport. Uh, and so we found this uh, haven. Maka is actually an ancient Tagalog word, an ancient Filipino word. That means um, it's a haven, it's a, a place where good spirit resides. That's what it means. And so when I found this place, uh, I immediately found a connection. And uh, it's like the land is calling me. Uh, it's like the land is guiding me what to do. And so what we did is um, uh, to be able to experience uh, the kind of living, the regenerative living that we want to do, um, we developed uh, a resort. Uh, this uh, resort was, uh, uh, um, we uh, hold guests, actually. Uh, we invited them. Uh, we are under Airbnb. And so after that, we are starting to develop small pockets of residences, like 10 units uh, residence, a small and a cliff uh, uh, type of uh, houses, which will embrace indigenous wisdom and frugal innovation, uh, Pamela. Frugal innovation, by the way, is you don't need the elitism on your innovation, just the basic, the fundamental um, uh, reasons why you want to exist these uh, 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 process or system. Um, it's like employing uh, wabi-sabi concept. Uh, nothing lasts, nothing is finished, and nothing is uh, uh, perfect. Um, with that, um, we are able to teach uh, children. We're able to teach people and uh, collect like-minded people uh, for us to have um, uh, 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 additional following in order to spread the wisdom of regenerative systems thinking. Oh, that is great. That is great. You have also, you have a ebook, Understanding Regenerative right. Architecture Systems Thinking. Tell me a little bit about that. Right. Um, the ebook that I wrote uh, during the uh, 2020 lockdown, um, I uh, thought of a, uh, uh, compounding all the wisdom, all the uh, knowledge that I uh, gained uh, through the years now, uh, and uh, share it to the world. In order for me to uh, communicate to uh, people, uh, I need this uh, um, uh, uh, write-up. Uh, I have other articles as well. Uh, this ebook is a comprehensive uh, thinking of uh, uh, the regenerative architecture that I'm talking about right now. Um, you can uh, uh, avail of this. Uh, you can uh, uh, get the link, uh, try to communicate with me, and um, I'll uh, send you the link uh, for this ebook. Um, I hope that I'll be able to um, send this through other uh, uh, like minded people and spread the wisdom of regenerative architecture because. We cannot always save our resources. We need to replenish what we had consumed. We need to restore uh, uh, the wounded earth. Uh, the architecture, uh, uh, the world doesn't need um, a beautiful architecture anymore, um, an iconic architecture anymore. What we need are architecture that heals, uh, architecture that can uh, restore uh, our abundant uh, earth, uh, Pamela. 
Right. That is so true. I want to touch on this subject that is important to me. It is the measure of a great leader has much less to do with how you define your role. It is more about their actual impact on others, qualities of a great leader who have resilience, transparency, and emotional intelligence are the main factors that makes a successful leader. And I do believe visionaries are individuals who have this powerful gift, such as I, (laughs) is good for the human race. (laughs) Being able to give clarity and to help others to understand their awakening is what the world needs. I thank you for sharing your gift, Mr. Yumeng, and I am totally inspired. In the Manila Times, yeah. you spoke about New Dawn for the timber industry. Can you elaborate a little bit about that? That's correct. All right. Um, it's very good that you uh, mentioned about that. Because the, the, in the Philippines, uh, uh, in particular, uh, Pamela, uh, we had a total log ban on uh, trees. Now. We don't want to disrupt the forest. We don't want to disrupt all the trees, but we are allowing extractions. We are al- allowing mining no, of uh, the resources that are vital for the construction industry. And the construction industry is uh, the primary reason uh, 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 that uh, contributes to greenhouse gas emissions, right? Um, right. The lead certified buildings, in fact, uh, have 85%, uh, 80 to 85% content of extracted materials on any buildings, right? For example, the structures, uh, the columns, the beams, the slabs, they're made of concrete. Uh, the glass are made of sand. Uh, so these are primarily um, uh, made of uh, uh, non-renewable resources. And yet, we are calling them sustainable, right? And so what I'm trying to say here is if we would, would rather use timber Wood, for example, uh, uh, softwood, for example, regardless if it's hardwood or softwood, trees, when you cut them, they regenerate in no time. Uh, if it's softwood, we have softwood here. Uh, it grows again after two years. You'll be able to harvest them again. Um, a much more beautiful uh, tree, like uh, our native oak tree, for example, uh, it will grow in about 8, 10, 12 years. So in about those times, no, you'll be able to harvest them again. But the problem is we stop uh, using them. We stop um, uh, planting trees, but we are um, extracting uh, materials that will uh, grow in 200 million years. No? So not in our lifetime we'll be able to see them again. And so I would rather uh, have this critical thinking. Uh, I would rather have this foresight. Uh, to have more trees being planted and uh, cut them because in Japan, they are using the Daisugi technique wherein they cut the upper part and it will grow again. It will regenerate again. So these are, again, ancient wisdom that is very vital uh, for the, uh, a much more healthier technique uh, for us humans uh, and for the Earth, uh, Pamela. Wow. 
Yeah, I could see that. Also in the article in the Manila Times, you stated that it responds to and utilizes the living and natural systems that exist on site and become the building blocks of architecture. What are the other focuses? Right. Okay. Uh, the other focus is uh, we, we keep on uh, 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 doing this uh, assisted natural regeneration. Instead of planting, uh, a lot of uh, our people are uh, keep on planting trees, but they do not take care of uh, uh, what is uh, actually growing already on the land. Uh, the most important is the health of the soil. As much as possible, I avoid using chemicals uh, that will go uh, directly to the soil because it will kill other living organisms uh, that is not uh, visible to our eye. No? Uh, so do not disrupt them. Uh, make sure that the soil is healthy because that's where the life grows. No? That's where uh, the start of a new life will come. Okay. Um, next is uh, taking care of them through assisted natural regener regeneration. The birds are the ones planting them, actually. The birds are the ones uh, uh, putting the seeds on that uh, soil. You don't need to actually plant it anymore. You know? uh, just uh, try to uh, 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 take out the leaves that cover them, and uh, it will grow naturally. Uh, there is another technique in Japan, which is the... Um, Miyawaki method, um, you, you, you just let them, if you plant them in the forest, just let them because they will thrive. No? They will compete. That's the reason why the one tree is far more superior than the rest because um, uh, he becomes the uh, leader. No? He becomes the superior amongst the rest of the trees. No? So this kind of uh, uh, thinking is... Uh, you can only uh, see that if you will really observe what is happening on the forest, uh, what is happening on uh, your environment. Um, you'll be able to understand that further. Um, the next is uh, definitely uh, we need, we also need whatever uh, resources or systems that uh, we can use in order for us to save uh, Mother Earth, our only home. Uh, if it's uh, 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 the green and sustainable model, um, we, we, we need to apply that as well. But we need to think as well of replenishing uh, um, the abundance of uh, uh, our Earth's resources. We cannot just rely on uh, 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 the natural way of doing it. So um, definitely uh, we need to uh, make sure that these things, uh, these resources are still able uh, to supply our needs on the next generation, on to the next century, uh, Pamela. Otherwise, if uh, we will rely on uh, uh, what we are doing, the mindset of, uh, we, have, uh, we have right now, um, we will be able to lose uh, these resources uh, in the next century to come, uh, Angela. Oh, Pamela, I'm sorry. What is the second most profound piece of regenerative architecture? Um, 
I'll go back again uh, to the indigenous wisdom and uh, frugal innovation, uh, Pamela, because okay. these are neglected, these are ignored. We think that they are primitive, but they are, uh, in its way, uh, in its way is uh, 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 very important. You can compare the habitat of indigenous people. It is the most diverse uh, uh, where they live. It is the healthiest uh, environment, uh, Pamela. While okay. the so-called civilized humans living on the city, they are the ones you can see destroying the planet Earth. Uh? So these are a very stark contrast uh, that will show you how uh, both uh, tribes uh, are respecting uh, the environment. We may call them primitive, but that's the kind of reality uh, that they have right now. Okay. Very good. So, Mr. Yumeng, what else do you want people to know about your company? Um, this uh, thinking that I'm doing uh, right now is uh, uh, intended for the grassroots. No? The approach is from bottom to top. And that's the reason why I want to influence these uh, uh, marginal sectors, actually. Uh, I'm uh, um, applying for the patent of the innovations that I uh, had, like the mud pool and uh, the rammed earth mixture that uh, we have here in the Philippines. Uh, I'm applying that for uh, copyright right now. I'm willing to share that especially to uh, 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 the marginal sectors, uh, because I believe uh, we don't need to uh, uh, consume the common good all the time. We need to think of an alternative materials, uh, which is uh, these materials. We need to change the way we think. We need to change our mindset that uh, not all, not all big, not all big houses will always be beautiful. No? Um, right. I am, I am advocating the tiny house movement as well. Um, uh, I'm advocating a simple life. We don't need to consume and consume all the time no? uh, because these are resources. Um, another thing, uh, Pamela, also, no? um, I don't need to always use solar panels because solar panels have these batteries and uh, the way you uh, process also uh, the panels is made of glass. No? So again, these are extracted materials. I would rather uh, use the natural way of uh, uh, our ancestors live. No? It's, ju it's just a, a possibly cooled uh, houses, a natural way, ventil natural ventilation, and that's it. It's very simple, uh, straight to the point. You don't need to uh, do anything uh, more. No? Uh, yeah, uh, Pamela. Is that like uh, building the modular homes? Correct. Um, um, I would uh, uh, advocate for that, the modular uh, houses, because you don't need to reinvent things all the time. Uh, but of course, you just have to provide some personalization uh, because uh, uh, each, one of the, each one of us are unique. Uh, and so uh, you have to adapt that. In addition to what you're saying, uh, I developed a, uh, the so-called... Uh, I adopt the prosumerism concept wherein um, 
I can give you the concept, you will be uh, involved on the production. Uh, the consumer will be the producer as well. Huh? So in that okay. case, the cost will be lowered um, and uh, it's more practical, it's more logical. Um, we'll be able to help each other. Uh, yeah, Pamela. Right. That sounds great. So, Mr. Yumeng, how can someone sure. contact you or the company regarding your services? Right. Um, you can uh, you can uh, find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Ronnie Yumeng or Maka Forest Villa. You can communicate with me. Uh, there, or I, I am also on uh, Instagram uh, and uh, Twitter. You can uh, communicate with me. Um, uh, yeah, um, uh, these are the uh, mode of uh, uh, our communication right now. The social media is very powerful, uh, and so um, we want to uh, use that, explore that uh, uh, further. Pamela, thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Yumeng. It was a pleasure having you on my show, and I thank you for your support. And as always, I have reached my destination, and I leave you all with the quote of the day. Architecture is not an inspirational business. It's a rational procedure to do sensible and hopefully beautiful things. That's all. Harry Seedler. Beautiful. Thank you all for today for joining me on BBS Radio, All Road 65. Until next time, stay safe and let's help the environment so we can live forever. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to All Road 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.